Hello, Kafka Bond listeners, and welcome back, Podcast 45. Look, the last few weeks we've had some fantastic guests, and it's good to see there's a lot of new listeners out there, um, and the feedback's been fantastic on both guests that we've had recently, in Kyle and Liz, but unfortunately now I'm just stuck with Tony again, uh, so it's not as exciting, but Tony, we'll make it exciting, won't we? I'll try. <laughs> I, just, I just hope our, you know, for, for Willard's great numbers that our listener count doesn't drop off. No, I'm sure I was actually, I was actually, I was actually quite surprised about the huge amount of listeners that we had in the US. Yeah. Yeah, over the last month. It's actually been, uh, the hit rate in the US has actually been quite surprising. And even more surprising, because uh, the majority of our US clients seem to be in the East Coast, but um, California. Um, seem to be getting a massive hit. We're going, so. going worldwide, Tony. You and me, Mr. Will Biden. Well, you, you do a holiday to California, Jamie, and all of a sudden we have 4,000 listeners yeah, over there. So what's going business, on? Handing out business cards. <laughs> but look, today, I guess in the news, and it's been a hot topic, especially through my Twitter, been on sport, but Kobe Bryant and the passing on him. Yeah. Um, look, we're not going to get caught up on talking about Kobe, but I guess there's been discussions and, uh, you know, how much... You know, I loved him as a sports star and then how much you appreciate him from a business world and, and his determination. So yeah. those have raised... Oh, listen, I, I loved him as a sports star as well. I just yeah. don't follow basketball like you do, that's yeah. all. But as, you know, just an amazing human being. And I, and I think those stories come out and you, you keep reading them and, and those those have raised topics for us, which is which is fantastic that we'll go on to in a sequencing risk. Yeah. Um, but just hearing about the fascinating life that he had. Well, I was re-listening uh, today to the Lewis Howes, uh, who I'm very, I'm a fan of his podcast. I was re-listening this morning to the Lewis Howes uh, interview, but the one that he, he actually put out his original interview about seven months ago or twelve months ago, uh, but with a twenty-minute introduction to it and the setup prior, and you know, just what what. We, we all know, if you don't know, read of Kobe Bryant's work ethic, but just... Mumba mentality. Yeah, what, 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 a, what an amazing human being. Uh, so an amazing uh, talent, which, I mean, obviously he had natural talent, but he's always the hardest working person in the room. Yeah. And, and, and that was, you know, the secret to his success. He would have always been a good basketballer, um, you know, so it's, uh, and he would have made money from it, but, you know... And, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but, you know, he'd most likely be in the top 10 of all time. In top five, they say. So yeah, so it's... Um, yep. He's compared, I guess, to the Jordan and the LeBron. But for yep. me, for me, it's the story as well is, look, we can't... I guess we can't pick up the phone and call Oprah um, as much as you'd want to. I can understand that story. But, you know, that's what, that's what intrigued me as well, that he would pick up the phone and call these people when he's on the plane or when he's getting off the plane, just yep. to ask them how they do things. How do they go about business? You know, I'm launching a new product. I need to bring someone, you know, Steve Jobs. How did you... How do you go about this? So we obviously can't make those calls, or maybe you got maybe you got a few of them in your phone book. Um, I don't have Oprah's number. No, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. but you know, just, just taking that, I might be the hardest worker in the room, but uh, you know, these guys have learned before me, and they've done it to the greatest of their abilities. So what can Absolutely. I learn? Absolutely, and it's, it's it's learning from mentors, and you know, I've had um, uh, some been lucky with some of the magnificent mentors I've had in my life. Uh, you know, ranging from my father through to business mentors, uh, coaches, uh, just uh, friends who are magnificent at sport or yeah. etc. So, um, see, seeing that uh, has always been an inspiration to me as well. Is that they, the greatest, the people who win, the greatest talents, these great business people, it's not by luck. 
Yeah. Uh, so it is it is a case of that they work hard. And, you know, our clients, you, you see some of our clients and business owners uh, who haven't always had it easy. The Leo Mermesso uh, podcast that we did, you know, people people see Leo in his car and his house and his beautiful family and things like that. But, you know, no, no one saw Leo when his factory burnt down and he had to wash tea towels in his mum's, you know, um, Westinghouse, is that what you called it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, one of those things called washing machines. Washing machine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I guess that story leads in, you know, without pumping your tyres up, because I don't want to do that here, but, you know, I guess those business owners do lean on you as a mentor. So that's that phone call coming through to you and, and you yeah. sit on a lot of their advisory boards and actually quickly, congratulations on the new appointment to the Carry On Board. Thank um, you. It's, um, yeah, um, it's an organisation that I'm very passionate about. So yeah. it's, uh, as a charitable organisation, I think, they do wonderful things for the uh, Defence Force veteran community. Yeah, especially with our Warfighters Wealth Program as well. Absolutely. Um, it's been able to help those people. So I will chuck a congratulations in there. But what I was saying is that, yeah, you know, we do have those business re- owners that reach out to you to say, look, you know, I might be in a completely different industry. I might be in an excavation company. But, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And, and you know, how could I go about this? And, and you can provide some expertise there. So. Well, we had a client last night uh, that I was with a uh, beautiful family and uh, speaking about his parents who are downsizing and have a huge amount of unbelievable artwork. It's, it's you know, their artwork is like the Louvre. Mm. Um, uh, but basically with their downsizing, they're starting to, you know, look at selling off some of it and, do I know people that can help? And it was, you know, it's in, uh, it's in Singapore. And the answer is yes, I do. Um, and here's how you go about it. And here's here's how they do. Here's here's the ones you avoid. Now, now I've I've purchased a lot of art. I've never sold it. Uh, some some of the art people, why, why would you buy that in the first place? But it's uh, but you know I, I appreciate it and I love it. But th- but that's I suppose as an example was that it's it's having the ability to through all of our contacts and 30 years in business to be able to pick up the phone and say I don't necessarily know the answer to that but I know someone who might and and what I've also found too is the amount of people that are willing to help other people yeah. uh, especially the more successful uh, clients uh, that we have who are just you know all contacts that we have who are always more than happy to to help people where they can yeah so with that introduction, I know we're sort of, you know, talking sports stars, but talking a hard worker, we, we wanted to lead into, you know, business owners and, and sort of, I guess, matching them up to a, or anyone really, matching them up to, you know, sports stars, you know, you, you're the hardest worker in the room, you've worked your entire career to build something to get to that point. Um, and then let's say you sell the asset, you know, where to from here? Well, it's interesting. If, if we go back to that Lewis Howes interview of Kobe Bryant, one of the things that um, he spoke about was the fact that a lot of these young basketballers who are given contracts and more money than they could ever dream of ever having in a lifetime, they're earning per year, in some cases per game, you know, so when you have a look at them on average... And the amount of these players who, a few years after retirement, are dead broke, they're yep. bankrupt. Um, and that may be because they didn't have those mentors, uh, they didn't have the right entourage uh, or people working with them, and they didn't necessarily seek advice or they sought advice from the, from the wrong areas. And one of the things that Kobe said was, first of all, that's a great travesty because the amount of money that these guys make, they should be setting up their great-grandchildren for life, yeah. never mind just themselves. 
Um, so I, th- I think that was number one, which I found really fascinating. So he actually did a lot of study and work in finance. Uh, but as you said, he would ring up the greats and ask them for advice as well. Um, but also, secondly, it was a case of one of the comments that he made, which is so true of our business owners as well, is that they make this money and there might not ever be that opportunity for the rest of it. The, they might retire in their mid-20s. Uh, you know, not all of them have 10, 15-year careers. Um, so I don't think, has anyone had 15-year careers? Plenty, Kobe, plenty of them that have had 15. Kobe's was 10, was it? 18. 18 years, okay. So it's, um, I suppose, yeah, correct. They yeah. did start, yeah. I was thinking more AFL football. I think, I I think Vince Carter's gone over three decades. I think he's over, up to 20-something years. So. Wow, okay, <laughs> okay. So AFL footballers don't, don't usually. Know. Longevity is not as much. But in saying that, though, one of the things that he did state was when they retire, one of the things, and I was listening to a Grant Hackett interview yesterday too, is sports stars when they retire, is that it's not just a case of their relevance ends with their retirement. If you, if you know, if you saw Michael Jordan walking down the street, you'd still go, "Oh wow, that's Michael Jordan!" You know, long after he's actually retired. <laughs> but in saying that, um, their sometimes their relevance ends with their sports career. But secondly, too, is that they won't have necessarily have that ability to ever make that type of money again. So what they do with that money, uh, and it's the same with uh, our clients who have built up very successful businesses and sell them, they might not ever have that ability to ever make that money again. So the idea of putting it at risk and potentially losing, and he said where a lot of these uh, sports stars actually go wrong, is they're looking for the next $50 million paycheck. So they will go and invest in something thinking that's going to be the next big startup, the next big payday, and they lose a lot. Um, and, and I think that was really interesting when you consider what we do from the financial planning perspective as well. Um, you know, it's you, you look at that and you think, okay, so we have a client who's been very successful. They have been the hardest working person in the room. They're in, the, they're in their office at 6, 6 a.m. and they're you know, the last person to leave and they work weekends and staff don't even know they work weekends because they're the only ones there doing it and they sacrifice time away from their family and sometimes sacrifice their health and other areas as well uh, to be able to achieve what they do and they finally reap the benefits of those decades of hard work and they retire and they get given a big check because they've built a great company and somebody has said, this company is so good, I want to give you $10 million dollars. Uh, to to be able to increase your legacy, and as you know, we've purchased businesses where we're buying people's legacies as well. Yeah, and um, and you've been involved in one just recently, and basically it's a case of that they are selling their. That's the end of their sports career in selling that business. That's the end of their relevance in that construction business, that development company, that importing company, that. Uh, you know that coaching business whatever it might be that's the end of that relevance but they're being given a big check and sometimes one of the biggest thing mistakes they can actually make is start looking for the next big thing and putting that check at risk yeah um, and and that's the part where you know we've spoken uh, we speak about quite a lot about sequencing risk so if somebody does get that final big check are they going to put that capital at risk? 
Oh, look, a lot of them do. And I think if they don't have the right advice around them, it, as you said, they can go look for that venture capital. Oh, I can get in I can get in at the bottom here and it's going to become something, which some do, but... <laughs> 93% don't, no. according to statistics that come out of the US on venture capital investments. So you're taking massive risk there. Yeah. So everyone knows of all the... or nev- No one ever forgets all the big ones that pay off uh, because they're constantly in your face and they're the next multi-billion dollar business and you, so we all know of the apples facebook yeah, facebook google so these these are all startups once upon a time out of someone's garage you know it's etc but but in regards to trying to find that next one you know according to the venture capital uh industry in the u.s is that for every six seven that succeed 93 fail so yes we all want to be in the new facebook of the world i i would you know I'd, you know i would happily take mark zuckerberg's phone call 30 years ago or 20 <laughs> years ago or whenever it was how much do you need 10 yeah. grand not a problem, not a problem. So it's, uh, you probably would have hung up on him at that stage yeah so so, so what do you want to do something on the internet what's that <laughs> so uh, but I, I think i think the basis of it is is that when we look after, say, family office money, as an example, we, we, we might only be looking after a part of that wealth. A portion. But what I usually find in those family offices is you might find, for example, they have 5% set aside for that type of investment. But when you're considering they might have $100 million, uh, we might be looking after a percentage of that, and that realistically is the conservative money. It doesn't mean we're just going buy bonds with it. But basically, it's a case of that they just want that consistency. We're the boring investors, Tony. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, always, I always find boring is good when markets crash. Yeah, that's, so always, it's, that's uh, when I like to hear it. Yeah, so, but, you know, I, I think it's a case of we, we, when we're doing those investments, it's a case when, when they're looking at it, they might have, you know, 2% or 5% exposed to that type of startup. Um, and realistically, if you then consider, okay, what do they do with the rest? They, they will have large property portfolios. They will, they will still be managing large share portfolios. And we look after a portion of that. And it, it's the money that they say, I just don't want it. You know, yeah, markets go up and down, but they don't want to see 50% of their wealth getting wiped off overnight. Yep. Or they don't want me coming to them and saying, you know, here's, here's a great new startup there. They're copying WeWorks, you know. So what a disaster that has been, you know, as an example. So, um, you know, or the what? What's another thing? Um, oh, we've got the next Facebook here, you know. So it's uh, you know when you consider Facebook came out and they they said, well, basically we're, we're the new MySpace. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've just copied MySpace. Um, but so so I think what we're talking about there is go back to that Kobe Bryant. He's the hardest working, even after he retired, he was the hardest working person in his organisation and he had a magnificent organisation. But all our clients who are business owners are usually the hardest working people in that office uh, seven days a week. You know, they're, they're always thinking about business, the next opportunity, what they can do, how do they build that next million. But when they do sell it, putting that at risk is just insanity as far as I'm concerned that has to last you and generations of your surname to come it should be setting them up for how do you go with the conversation with business owners when you you know you i guess you're talking to this you find insanity what what happens when you do have someone that comes to you and says i want to go here and i want to do this how do you sort of go through that conversation with them 
Well, it's, it's realistically, it's a case of that not what is the, uh, not just what is the risk involved, but let's say, for example, they want to invest in something um, and that something could end up, you know, they want to invest $100,000 into it um, and that, let's say it's not even a business owner, it's just an investor. And they, they want to set up a, a superannuation fund and they want to invest $100,000 into this thing that is speculative. And of course, uh, we won't invest it for them and we won't recommend it for, to them and their industry super fund or retail super fund won't allow it, so that's why they want to set up a self-managed super fund. My first reaction to that is I won't look after you. If you're willing to risk part of your retirement uh, in something that is so speculative, and yes, you know what, the 100,000 could turn into 10 million, but the 100,000 might be worth nothing. Then let's, let's assume that 100,000 is only 20% of their portfolio and they're 40 years old. If that failed, have they lost $100,000? No. It's going to come down to a lot more. Absolutely. So if you if you consider that $100,000 at a nice, boring 7% return, that $100,000 over the next uh, 20 years is 100, 200, is 400,000. So they haven't lost 100,000. They've actually lost $400,000. That $400,000 is the equivalent of drawing $40,000 a year tax-free in retirement. So if you looked at that as a taxable income, that's the equivalent of about $60,000. So realistically, what they've actually done is lost about the value of around about $600,000. So going and going to that something speculative, if that's what they want, what expertise do they actually have in that market? Or is it just that it's something that sounds great by presented to them by a young guy or girl who has great enthusiasm and is going to make them a billionaire overnight? So the concern I have is that in Australia, something like 99% of investors and that's in some cases a lot of people don't know they're investors but if they have superannuation they're investors are actually unsophisticated investors. Yeah. They actually don't, they, they might think they know, but they don't necessarily know or understand. So as an example, I did invest once upon a time, about 12 years ago now, in a company where I had a background in, which was based on sports. And yeah, I lost a lot. Yep. Uh, now, unfortunately, there was uh, dishonesty involved in there by a fellow director who was selling things on the side uh, for cash. Uh, how much for cash? I, type I am of thing. looking. I am looking for a new bike, so I might this guy behind Nelly. Who was given discounts yeah. for cash? I tell you, so I was using other people's stuff. But that aside, though, I was enthusiastic because of the sports and because I knew sports. But in regards to running that business online, I didn't have enough protocol knowledge, or on top of that as well, um, expertise. Uh, to be able to, I could put deals together, uh, but in respect to being able to monitor that and manage that, I didn't have those expertise and I lost a lot. So it's uh, every dollar I invested into that. And it, was, it was a considerable sum. We're not talking $20,000. So it was a considerable sum of money that was lost there. So not every business has been a winner, but you know, we've, when it comes to purchasing in business we know, I think we've always done well. But both parties have walked away, I think, pretty happy. The person who sold to us, uh, so in other words, we're in continuing their legacy of what they've developed um, and the clients, 
uh, have won and we've been happy with the purchase price as well. So, you know, if, if the clients win, the seller wins and we're happy as well, I think that's that's moving forward is great. So, so when it comes to this, you know, I would never suggest people go and invest money in something that they actually have no knowledge on whatsoever. Uh, so that's number one. So when you make it, don't risk losing it. Um, and I say that to all the young sports stars out there. I say that to the, you know, the young footballers who at 18 get their first contract and it's six figure some nowadays as a rookie. Just below, I reckon. Very close, though. Very close. It's, it's not very bad, close. though, is yeah, it? It's so not bad. Not bad for an 18-year-old no. to get, get given. There's not too many 18-year-olds that leave school and go to on six-figure incomes. Not at all. Especially for doing something that they love. Yeah. Tony, thank you for today. Um, thank you. I uh, I love that I was able to chuck Kobe into this and have a bit of a conversation. Oh, so do I. I he, he was, he was a, besides his sporting talent, he's someone I greatly admired. Yeah. Uh, greatly admired so as I said I don't follow basketball as much as you but he was certainly someone and I know who you greatly admired as well yeah I think I think there was a lot of people who were in shock oh when definitely they saw what happened so I think from that perspective you know, when you have people like Kobe and LeBron James who give so much back to their communities as well it, it's a shame that we lose someone who is so great and such a great role model for young kids out there so hopefully his legacy lives on for all those young kids as an amazing role model Tony, appreciate it again. And look, hopefully we have uh, a few new clients come through in the next few weeks. Um, we will have, yes. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So listen out and uh, thank you again. Thank you.